All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. So excited for who we got coming on today. We've got Owen Hone in the house. Owen is the original founder of the Powerhouse Collective and helps world-class coaches and experts scale their business to 50000 per month consistently. Over the last five years, he's grown his company to more than $1,000 per month while being the secret weapon behind many of the leaders you see at making 10K, 50K, and even 100K a month online. 12 months ago, he created the 100 100K a month blueprint and has since helped hundreds of world-class coaches, consultants, and network marketers scale their businesses and brands using social media. If you go and check out his profile, you can definitely tell that he is a master at social media. Um, his mission is to teach people just like yourself how to become unapologetically self-expressed while unconditionally loving themselves while making more money doing what you love. How would it feel to finally break through and get the result you know you truly deserve? I cannot wait to bring him on. So let's cue that intro and then we'll get started. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Owen, welcome to the show. Let's go. That, that was a pretty incredible intro. You did well. Yeah, did you Thank like you. it? You're making me blush. <laughs> it's all true. I'm like, I was looking through your social media. I was like, damn, he knows what he's talking about. So I am so excited to have you on today. Yeah, me as well. Awesome. Okay, well, so I want to dive in and talk a little bit about your story, where you got started with all of this. I love to start the podcast off these way, this way, just to learn about you. Everybody's entrepreneurship journey is different. Um, and so I'd love to know uh, your journey to getting to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I, it's really funny. Like I, uh, I, I have no one in my family that has ever really been in business. Like my dad had a plumbing business a little bit back in the day and that was it. But I always just you know, growing up, I think like a lot of people that sometimes get into business, I just had this kind of idea that I was, I don't know, destined for something more than just what I had. And, you know, I grew up being pretty, pretty shy and anxious and insecure. Like I got bullied a lot, you know, when I was, when I was younger and just didn't feel like I fit in, which is yeah. pretty cliche oftentimes for entrepreneurs at great level of success. But I got kind of addicted to personal development and put a lot of time into basically just trying to solve that problem within myself, which was, I'm not confident. So I was like, how can I be confident? How can I be happy? So I just kind of went all in to learn about how I can feel better within myself and just stack that over time. And we were talking about this before when we, and I shared a quote with you, it's which I heard earlier on this year, which is that if we serve the purpose of the season we're in, our calling will find us. (laughs) And oftentimes we don't know where we're going or where that direction will lead us. But all of our experience without realizing it, and sometimes all of our pain too, leads to us developing our character to match our calling. And so oh, yeah. for me, I just kind of went all in, into that. And then one day um, I was in a, in a sales role for, for a food company and I actually received a cold call because I'd uh, opted in for like a lead magnet on, on Facebook. This was maybe four yeah. or five years yeah. ago. And the guy's like, hey, um, you know, I've, I've got some spare time in my day um, and I've got some, you know, a free uh, two-part process here that I can offer to you. And I was like me because I was pretty, you know, neutral to this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, he wants to give this to me? 
And he's like, we want to help um, coaches grow their business. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not a coach. Like I don't have anything yet. And he said to me, he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on you. I'm going to put you through this anyway and I'm going to gift it to you. And again, me being super like naive, (laughs) didn't realize that this was a pitch to get me in. I didn't realize that his boss was basically just close everyone. Anyway, I went through this process and basically like, hey, we'll teach you how to grow a coaching business to, you know, 100K a year and it was guaranteed. And I just thought this was like a sign from God, a sign from the universe. And I did that particular course. Uh, I started out as as an online health and fitness coach. And oh, I did cool. grow my business to a to 100K in, in, in that year because like we were speaking about before about completing courses and stuff like that, yep. very coachable. And I just followed the process and I was able to grow it. And then from there, um, I invested into a mentor uh, one or two years after that. And he taught me his social media selling system. And literally in the, the 90 days after that, I grew my business to like, I did, I think, $102,356. Not that I was counting, nice. I was definitely counting. It was pretty <laughs> at the time. And um, I just had a lot of people start to ask me, like, what did, what did you do to grow your business using social media? And I started to, you know, just, just teach that to people. And eventually yeah. I just kind of made the pivot from my health and fitness business to teaching people what I had learned in social media and then their businesses started to take off and, you know, and it just kind of grew organically from there. And, you know, for for me, so social media is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like we connected through social media. It's such an incredible way to create impact, um, which has kind of led me to, to, to where I am today. That's awesome. What a cool story. And uh, just talk about like being brought into the the process by the process of like the sale call and going, okay, yeah, like let's jump into this. And um, I really like the point that you brought up about being coachable and being teachable. This is something that I think is really, really important for any kind of person, honestly. Um, But how has that being coachable and, and doing the action steps, how has that affected your success? I just, I think it's, you know, I think one of the, the, the most important, uh, you know, attributes of success for anyone is that, you know, co- coachability equals courageousness and to be willing to like follow somebody else's instructions. Like one of my mentors once said to me, he said, you should never follow a man or woman that doesn't follow other men. And oh, it just, it just really hit me. It's like, if you want to be able to lead, you first need to need to be able to follow. And it also takes a lot of courage as well to, because to be able to follow an instruction into the unknown there's a fear that it might not work out it takes a heck of a lot of courage but when you can do that inside of any coaching container it just almost guarantees your success right i always say to to my clients like if you can take imperfect action and you can seek uh the help and support you need then like for me as a coach like that allows me to live in my gift to help you the only thing that pisses me off is when i don't hear from you which means i can't support you which means i can't serve you so it's so important because if you can do that you know the rest takes care of itself because you can control the controllables which you know in turn will control the the end result that you create oh yeah so true you just like summed it up all right there so i love i love the name of your business the powerhouse collective and so i would love to know in your opinion what is required to become a social media powerhouse Mm. yeah okay so, so num- number one is the, and you know, you, you shared my mission in the, uh, you know, in the beginning, which is to basically empower leaders to be the most unapologetic, unconditional, 
fullest expression of who God created you to to be. Yeah. And so I I was, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to have so many people that have inspired me. And, you know, I shared before that a big part of that for me was because I was the opposite of unapologetic. Like, like I remember sitting, yeah. I remember sitting in a, in a, in a car with my colleagues like six, seven years ago and thinking like, Oh, should I, should I say this? What if I say this? And then they say that. And then what do I say here? Just cause I was like so anxious yeah. about me just speaking, whatever was kind of on my mind. Yeah. And so one of the most important things for me is like, we need to learn how to be unapologetically self-expressed yeah. while unconditionally loving ourselves, which means that in order to express just who we are, what we think and what we feel, we need to love ourselves enough to be able to do that regardless of what people might think of us. Mm-hmm. And so from a social media perspective, like there is no doubt we are moving into what I like to call like a trust-based economy oh, where yeah. there's so many different gurus and people that, you know, saying they're doing this and that. And you might be in a niche or starting a business where there's so many other people offering your stuff. How are you going to stand out? Right. You stand out because you're unique and no one can be you. So if you're able to, so number one is to just find a way to be yourself online because then you will, you know, Simon Sinek says that people will buy from you, not just because you have what they want, but because they believe in what you believe in. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. number one. So that's just, I would call that like that the foundation. Now, the second thing we kind of teach like the foundation for social media, there's four different C's. Yeah. So number one is content. So think of your content like being like your storefront. If someone was to come into your store, i.e. your social media feed or your bio, do they very clearly know who you are, what you do and how you can serve them? Yeah. Okay. That's number one. Um, Then the second C is connections. So think about when it comes to social media, it's like if you were in a shopping center with a thousand people, how do you get the right people, your ideal clients to actually come into your store and view your content. So figuring out different strategies based on your particular platform and every every platform and algorithm is different to identify who your ideal client is and get them to come and see your content. The third C is then conversations. I say to people like if someone walked into your store, would you just ignore them or would you have a what? <laughs> yeah. Conversation. So learning how to have a, a conversation in, in DMs or via email or in whatever capacity to be able to then move that person onto the fourth C, which is a call, which is then Mm -hmm. where you can, you know, share your service or your offer or or your opportunity and then enroll that person. If you can master those four C's when it comes to social media, um, you'll be able to, and and those four C's are are not, it's not just social media, right? That's business, but that's, that's, um, that's it in relation to how you would use it for social media. Oh, okay. So that first step, kind of that foundation of showing up authentically as yourself, I see a lot of people that have a really hard time with this. I meaning I work with a lot of people that work with clients that have a lot like a really hard time with this. And that's something that stops them from making content because they go, everything I do just does not seem like myself or they're looking at what everybody else is doing and going, Oh, like if I want to be on TikTok, I have to be dancing. Or if I want to be doing this, I have to be doing this. Like I have to be doing reels. I have to be doing all this stuff and they can't kind of see past that block. So does it, are there steps that you can do that you can do within yourself to help you show up more authentically in life? And that's going to directly affect your social media content or are there specific things that you can do when creating content to really help that kind of come through where you are proud of your content and you are uh proud to put it out in front of people 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely think like there's definitely an, an, an element of like healing and, and, and growth that, you know, needs to take place as, as you go through this. But I, I also think too, it's, you know, everyone is in a different position. Some people would be totally fine and confident with sharing this, their stuff online. And for, for me right. personally, like it was really challenging. Um, for, for me, the thing, that, the thing that helped was like almost a turning point for me. I remember I was at a personal development event with, within a program that I had purchased and there was yeah. four retreats in a year and I was at the, at the retreat. And I don't know how it came up, but my coach, he said, hey, Owen, like I've got something I want to share with you. Can I give you some honest feedback? And what he said to me, he was like, I either see you on social media and you're like, let's freaking go. And you're doing two lives a day and you're intense and you're everywhere. Or I just don't see you at all. And he said, why is that? He's like, well, you just disappear for three weeks. And I said, well, I don't know. It's like if I'm, if I feel like I'm in a peak state and I'm at the top of my game and I'm feeling great, like I take a lot of action. But if I'm feeling anything less than my best or perfect, I just won't show up. And what he said to me, he's like, oh, and what you don't realize is like, you know, you work with a lot of women, like a lot of female clients. He's like, you, you are a really beautiful, kind, empathetic, just good guy. And you have a really endearing personality. He's like, if you would just share both sides and sometimes the softer side of yourself as well, when things aren't perfect, he said, your business would completely transform. And it just hit me. It just hit me. It was like, if I didn't feel like I was at my best, I wouldn't show myself at all. Yeah. And, and his feedback for him being able to see the other side of me, I just remember, I can still remember walking through the shopping center afterwards. I'm like, no, from this moment, I'm just going to show all sides of me. Yeah. And for me, what I learned through that is that people were able to love me for me. And here's the thing. The biggest thing that broke me through is that people think that vulnerability is a weakness. And in yeah. fact, vulnerability is a weapon that we can use to bring people closer to us. Mm. And so what I found through that is when I was able to just be me when I'm good and great and when I'm actually struggling, is it allowed people to actually connect with me at such a deeper level and it didn't hinder me. It actually took things to the next level because rather than people seeing this guy that's always on top of his game, they're able to say, hey, wow, like this is a real human. This is someone that I can actually relate to rather than following somebody that's always real, you know, always right. You know, I want to follow somebody that's real because I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So how do you create content and create it so it's appropriate um, when you are in those moments of not feeling your best. Because um, speaking for me personally, I think one of the things that I struggle with when sharing vulnerable content is going, well, I don't want it to come across that I'm just complaining. Like I actually want it to be relatable and to go, yes, like this is a vulnerable moment for me, but I don't want it to look like it's just, oh, I'm just complaining. I'm feeling sorry for myself. And I don't want people to comment on it thinking that I'm feeling sorry for myself and pitying me. So how do you, how do you kind of balance that where you can still be vulnerable, but you're not leaning into the side of complaining? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. I have a really simple formula for that. I always just say, share the struggle plus a lesson mm. equals value. So struggle plus lesson equals value. So for example, if you just go, hey, like, oh, guys, I've just had the worst day ever. Like I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. And you just have the struggle. Yeah. People are like, why are you sharing that with me? Like, do you just want attention? But the moment yeah. you go, hey, guys, you know, today I've actually been feeling really down and depressed. And, you know, I'm just kind of doubting myself and the path that I'm on. And the reason why I wanted to share this with you mm. is because 
Um, I know that I'm not the only one that's growing through this. And I just want you to know today, if you're having a rough day, that you're not alone. And you know what I did? I just kind of sat with myself and I went and had a coffee with a friend and now I'm feeling so much better. And so, you know, who, who is someone in your life that you know that you could reach out to to see how they're going? Um, again, I just want to share this with you because I might I thought it might be valuable. As soon as you do that, the, the problem plus lesson, it's just valuable. And that's how you can transform it from, hey, I'm just complaining from a place of, hey, this is what I'm growing through and experiencing. Let me actually share this with you to maybe yeah. make your life better. Yes. Oh, okay. That's so simple. Um, I don't think I've ever heard it put that way. So I appreciate you breaking it down to that because you, that shift, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes it from, oh, they're just complaining to, yeah, they're actually like sharing and being honest and sharing more than just, you know, the, the perfect side of themselves. Yeah. It becomes about the person you want to serve rather than being about you. And that's the thing, you know, the, you know, we, we, I think we go through what we, we grow through what we go through so we can, you know, grow in order to then give to the people that matter to us most. So mm-hmm. if we can do, do that through our social media and our content as well, again, it allows you to be vulnerable. It allows you to just be real, but it also allows you to help people at the same time. And that's why I say like, you don't, vulnerability isn't so you get likes and attention and people to say it's it's because you want to freaking help people (laughs) you can actually say yo i've actually been through where you're at right now and i found a way out so let me like reach my hand back and see if Mm -hmm. i can help you up the hill yeah yeah oh i love that so um i'm assuming this probably depends on what you're trying to promote but do you have a recommendation in terms of what posts and what type of posts should be taking up the majority of your content? Because I I can imagine it probably shifts when you're doing promotional weeks or things like that. But let's say you don't have anything that you're promoting at all and are just wanting to continue to be consistent with your content. Mm -hmm. Do you have a type of content that you recommend kind of being the main main thing? Mm. Yeah, about three years ago, I discovered a a content framework that is just it's as relevant, it's probably more relevant today than it was um, back then. And it's just, it's, it's called the magnetic content matrix. And yeah. basically, if you can imagine, you know, uh, you know, four quadrants, yeah. there's character content, connection, credibility, and conversion. And when used in the right way, in the right order, every, all, all of your listeners have probably heard the fact that in order for somebody to buy from you, they must know, like, and trust you, right? Yes. First, before someone's willing to pull their credit card out and pay you, they need to get to know who you are. They need to yes. actually like you and they have to trust you. And when I say trust you, not just, oh, you're a trustworthy person, that I trust your ability to get me a result in whatever your your business is, okay? So character content is where you share your beliefs, your values, your worldviews, what you stand for. And that just gets people to, to know the, the real you, right? As I said, Simon Sadek says that we buy from people that we believe in what we believe in. Connection content is where you, you know, sometimes might share something that's a little bit vulnerable or, or edgy for you to share. You know, sometimes I've, I've cried in my content. Sometimes I've been pissed off. Yeah. I've been angry. And again, sharing that from a place because if you can, if you can do that in the true sense of the, the term, you will connect connection content allows you to connect with your audience and it will get the right people to like you yeah and eventually probably fall in love with the person that you are well and truly before you get into a sales conversation right so character connection that's what creates like your authenticity that's like your think of your character and connection content as your personal brand that's who you are that's what your personal brand is 
And then the bottom two quadrants is there's credibility content. And that's where you can share tips and different things will add value to your audience as well as testimonials and stories of how you've helped um, different people get results. Now, and if you're just starting out, then you would share your own experience and how you've overcome it. What that does, again, credibility, it shows that you are a credible source that can help and it builds up authority, which then gets the right people to trust you. So yeah. with those three types, know, like, trust, credibility, and then the last um, last quadrant of the magnetic content matrix is conversion. Yeah. So that's where you're actually just saying, hey, guys, you know, you've been following me for a while, as you know. You know, I'm world-class at helping different businesses grow using social media. If you're doing 10,000 a month, you want to get to 50,000 a month, send me a DM that says info as an mm -hmm. example. You cannot right. sell your beautiful flowers inside of your beautiful <laughs> florist with the lines down. <laughs> so you need to invite people to come in and work with you. And again, as you can see, they're the four different types. If you were just starting out on social media, I would say each week aim to, to share one one of each of those different types of content, mm -hmm. character, connection, credibility, and conversion per week. That's mm -hmm. a great benchmark to start with um, because then that way you're, you're kind of, you know, growing your brand across all of those different types and then you can build on that. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful break, breakdown. Do you find that you spend more time now that you're uh, an experienced at social media in one quadrant over the other? Uh, I, I would say that, you know, when our business is growing the most and we're getting the most leads, you know, we'll be sharing between two or three uh, call to actions a week, which is, yeah. you know, your credibility and conversion stuff. And I probably right. share less of the personal branding stuff now as I've kind of built my brand up over time. So mm -hmm. a lot of people that are following me, you know, they have gotten to know me over a period of time. So, you know, I'm oftentimes now just adding value. I'm sharing resources and trainings that can help. I'm inviting people to come and work with me as new people come and connect with me. But it really yeah. is about a balance too. Yeah. Because if you just sell, 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 you oftentimes alienate your audience because, you know, they don't, there's no context. Why would I listen to you? Because you're not sharing anything about you. But if you mm. also too, just building your personal brand, you will just get friend zoned on social yeah. media as well. You could be world-class in what you do, right. but you, you, you just end up friend zoning yourself. It's like you're on a date and you want to take that date to the next level but they're going to go to somebody else because they haven't seen you as the authority that can actually help. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. This kind of whole chat about social media has been great. Um, I do want to talk a little bit before we end up about uh, really what the podcast is based on, which is, do you think that there's a difference between being and operating your business as a solopreneur compared to operating your business as a business owner. Um, and what's your opinion on that? And uh, if you think that they are different or the same, what, what are your thoughts there? No, 100%. Uh, there's definitely a difference. And I think, you know, I shared before that being a solopreneur is just almost, it's like a glorified job, right? There's many, many people that, you know, you can work an 80 hour week and be self-employed. Yeah. But it's just, you know, you're just an employee with all the responsibility. And like, for example, right. my, my dad's, you know, in, in that stage at the moment in, in his plumbing business, he's working massive hours and it's just him and another guy. And he's kind of in that solopreneur stage versus right. then, you know, business owner in the way that you articulated is, you know, where you can actually grow, uh, you know, a system that allows you to, you know, live the life that you want to live. And like we spoke about before, everyone's end result. And what they want is different, but there is definitely a difference between the two. And 
think like we were talking about before, it's very easy to get into business wanting to be a business owner <laughs> where you have time freedom and the ability to, you know, work two, three, four hours a day or whatever <laughs> it might be, then get, being stuck as a solopreneur without even realizing it. So I really love yeah. the, you know, the whole topic itself. Yeah. So um, what do you think people need to think through in order to decide which path that they want to take? If they want to go down the road of being a self-employed solopreneur, or if they wanted to go to the route of business owner, how do they sift through that and decide what direction they want to take? I think it's just asking, like in its most simplest terms, is asking, what do I want? Yeah. You know, what's my what's my end result for this business? You know, do I just want to make good money, but just doing what I love and I love doing it and I'm happy to work 40 hours a week? Or do I want something, you know, for example, one of, one of my end results in the next 12, 24 months, I want to be able to create a structure where if I want to go and, you know, go on holiday for three months without, without having to work, that I can do that. Yeah, but yeah. for the most part, I want, I still want to be very much involved in my business, at least in some capacity, because I love it. Yeah. But I do want to be able to do that. So it's what, what I want is going to be very different. So you want is going to be very different to what somebody else wants. But the most important thing, which I think is the, one of the most undervalued and underutilized skill set of being a human being is actually sitting down and getting clear on what we want. Because if we don't, like I shared with you before, it's very easy to just follow along, you know, mentors that you're following or follow along what your industry expects you to do. And then you end up living somebody else's life which can very much suck. And that just, you know, that's when you end up being really overwhelmed and stressed and, you know, you end up getting burned out. Yeah. Yep. I think that that is super important when it comes to really deciding what kind of lifestyle that you want. And that's what I've seen is that it's also based off of, okay, what, what kind of lifestyle? And I appreciate you bringing up that, you know, you still want to be involved in your business because you, you love the business. You love the system side of things. Um, and I think as I've done this with a lot of different guests, I have started to think, oh, wait, does me, being a business owner mean that you know, are no longer involved in your business? But I appreciate you kind of bringing up the side of it. Well, no, I still want to be involved. How do you think that looks differently than being involved as a solopreneur? I, I just think it's uh, it's choosing like choosing how you want to be involved. Like for, for me personally, if I'm if I'm working, you know, eight or ten hours a day in the business, uh, you know, I, I'm a projector. If we look at you know energy types and stuff, I, I, I get burnt out pretty quickly. I, I like yeah. it in short bursts, but if I'm doing that all the time, it takes the enjoyment out. Versus right. for me, if I'm if I'm working two to four hours a day and I'm doing the parts of my business that I love, which is content creation, which is speaking, which is, you know, coaching in certain capacities, then it energizes me. And then when I have the space outside of that, that's when I get really, really creative. But I also find that I get the most creative when I'm also involved because I have a pulse on what's going on and what's happening and what our clients want and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's just about being clear on, on, at what level you want to be involved, how you want to be involved, why you want to be involved and, you know, what that needs to look like for you. Because then again, you can utilize that business to serve your end result and, and how, obviously how you want to serve your clients, but how you want it to be set up for yourself and your team in a way that, you know, ultimately makes you fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it will change. It will mm-hmm. change. I know that'll be different in a year and three years and five years for sure. Um, right. Based on where you're at and, you know, you have a family and all that kind of stuff as well. 
Right. Well, this has been so great. I truly appreciate your time. My last question for you is what is, what does that lifestyle look like for you? So I'm still figuring that out. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, as I was speaking to, you know, one of my really good friends and past mentors is like, there's so many people in this space that are just like portray this thing of just, I have it all figured out. But as human beings, like we just, it's, you know, we're all just, I, I feel like we're all just going through life, uh, you know, figuring stuff out as we go. And, you yeah. know, for me, right, for me right now, it's just mastering the game of business. Like I'm just loving being, being in this and learning and growing and just de- developing my overall skill set. Um, you know, so I can just develop myself as an entrepreneur and a leader and a father and yeah. all of that kind of stuff together. Um, I think like the long-term end result for me is just, I, I want to create a, a business and a financial structure where I don't, I don't have to work mm-hmm. so that I can just continue to do things and create in different areas that I would love to be able to work in. You know, I think that yeah. we were created by a creator in order to create. So mm-hmm. I want to just create a business and financial structure that allows me to just dive into and just create and, and do things that I love. It's going to make the world a better place and ultimately, you know, makes me fulfilled and the people around me. I love it. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Um, Where can people find you if they want to connect with you more, if they want to be a part of your world and if they may, uh, if they're looking for social media help and may want your help. Yeah. So the, the two easiest avenues is Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook, if you go Facebook slash Owen Hone official, O W E N H O N E official, uh, if you just search Owen Hone, you'll be able to find me easily enough. And then Instagram, my Instagram handle is at the Owen Hone. Amazing. Awesome. Well, I will make sure to include all of those links in the description. Is there anything else that you want to add before we finish up for today? Uh, I don't think so. I just, you're awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Most importantly, guys, for you, for those of you that are listening, uh, it's super easy to be able to receive information without implementation. So don't allow this podcast to just be another, uh, to add more weight in, t- in terms of your infobesity. Take something from today and implement and make it oh, work please, for please. you so that it's not just an insight. It can actually become a breakthrough for you. Well, let's oh, go. I love it. That sounds so great. Let's go ahead and uh, cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.